ever wondered why, despite reading the personal finance books, doing the budgets, doing the saving, the investing, paying off debt, basically all the things that personal finance experts tell you to do, yet you just don't feel financially confident? What if I were to tell you that really all you need is three missing pieces to this puzzle? And today I'm going to share with you what those missing pieces are, so you can feel financially confident for good. Are you ready to do this? You are listening to Her Dinero Matters, the podcast helping Latinas have increased confidence and control over their finances. My name is Jen Hempel, and as an accredited financial counselor, my mission is to help you be more confident and simplify your finances so you can save more, get out of debt quicker, and build your wealth. This episode is brought to you by Cash App. Financial confidence is indispensable in your financial journey. It is what keeps you moving, especially when life throws you a curveball. Today, we're diving into what it means to be financially confident, what financial confidence looks like, and what it doesn't look like, as well as the three things standing in your way to being financially confident and why you actually need all three, not just one or the other. I'm also going to share with you practical examples for each of them so you can start applying them right away. Before we do that, let me tell you a little bit about my own experience with financial confidence and my journey with it. Depending on how long you have been listening to this podcast, you may or may not know this story. I saw the stress growing up that a lack of money caused and made me determined to do better financially. I read the books. I even studied to become a financial counselor later in life. So, so much for my bachelor's in movement and sports science, right? Oh, well. I personally thought that having the knowledge was going to be enough. Granted, that did give me, having that personal finance knowledge did give me some financial confidence, but as time went on, I realized that I was still lacking. I still wasn't fully confident in the finances. So over the course of time, I discovered that what or what was missing, and that was such a magical light bulb moment for me. Now, I have to be transparent because that's who I am. Am I financially confident 100% of the time? No, but I know those three things in that puzzle that I'm going to tell you about that I need to dig into when that confidence has gone down because it's going to go down from time to time. And that way I can boost it back up with those three things. But first, let's define, before I get into those three things, I want to define financial confidence. So financial confidence is really the belief that you have not only in your current situation, but what you need to get to where you want to go. The lack of financial confidence can make you freeze when it comes to making some financial decisions, whereas having financial confidence does the opposite. So what are some examples of financial confidence? What is financial confidence and what isn't financial confidence? So financial confidence is feeling good about those financial decisions that you are making and knowing that when life happens, you are able to navigate and press through the storm. What isn't financially confident is just being financially literate. 
it doesn't always make you feel financially confident, as I shared with you, but it sure helps, but it's not all you need. So what does it take to be financially confident? What are those three missing pieces to the puzzle? The first one is understanding your money story, meaning your upbringing. And how does that upbringing play into your life in the present? That's the key. How does that past money story play into the present? This is so important. And a simple exercise to understand your money story, again, is your financial upbringing, is to quickly jot down a childhood memory that involves money naturally because we're talking about money stories, whether in a conversation indirectly or something indirectly. So what does that, what stands out for you about that memory and why? Okay. So first you want to dig into that money memory, that first money, money, money memory that stands out and what stands out about it? Why? And when you look at that, is it showing up in your present life? And how? How is it showing up? If it is, how is it affecting your finances? I know for me personally, I always heard how there was a lack of money. We didn't have the money. We didn't, there was never money. (laughs) There was hardly ever, you know, if you asked, oh, we don't have the money. We asked for something, we don't have the money. So I heard that all the time. And so how it impacted me. So how that past money story impacted me uh, years ago, and sometimes it still recurs, right? It's something that we continuously have to work on is that I continue to think, even though financially we were better off, I continued to think that we didn't have the money. So therefore I took actions and made decisions that just didn't make sense, right? I made decisions like if we didn't have the money, right? Or maybe we overspent here or there, or we depleted some emergency funds, or or it was just, there was so much clutter in my brain around not having money. Right. So you really want you really want to dig into that money story and see how that past money story is really coming up in your present life and how it's impacting you and how it's impacting your finances. So that's a quick exercise of what you could do. So that's number one. You need to understand your money story, how your upbringing has impacted you and how it has shifted, uh, impacted how you perceive your finances. Number two is you want to take action. And even though that seems like, well, of course you want to take action. Sometimes we don't. We're frozen. We don't want to take a step forward because we're scared, because maybe we failed, because maybe we overspent, went over the budget, or maybe we got into that credit card debt again, right? So it's, you want to be taking action no matter if you fall, no matter if you make mistakes. So always focus on baby steps. Baby steps is where it's at. And people shy away from taking action sometimes because of how busy we are. Again, that fear of failure or the fear of failing again. But just, you know, when if you're thinking you're too busy to do this or that to do that, not all action that you need to take for your finances has to take a a lot of time, okay? And not all action involves the budget or logging into your bank account. You don't have to know it all, all right? So you just want to be able to take one step forward, okay? And it's okay to make mistakes. We learned from them. And I think a lot of people, it's not that we're afraid to make mistakes, but we, it's more about that sense of failure, 
All right. So I've talked about, let me, because I've uh, said a lot and I want to make sure that what I'm saying is clear. So you're wanting to take action and you want to take baby steps. And when, if we think of taking action with our finances, we always think it has to be the budget or, or saving some direct action that has to do with your finances, but it doesn't have to be that. It's a small step forward. It could be learning something about your finances or personal finance. It could be, again, directly related or indirectly related to your finance, to your actual money. All right. Doing that, it can move you forward towards your goals. You also, other actions that you want to be taking is scheduling your money check-ins. So really taking some time to look at your finances, like just like you take some time to scroll on social media, and sometimes we just tend to scroll and scroll and scroll, take some time to scroll through your bank accounts and just be present, not judging about what is or what isn't there. Just be present and just kind of look at the numbers and, and that way maybe the next day if you're having to pay bills or you're the next day if you're needing to go grocery shopping, you know what's there and what's not, right? You also apart another action piece of action that you want to take that people aren't taking enough is recognizing your progress. You need to keep track of this because how can you tell the progress, you know, how can you tell how far you've made, you know, or how far you have come if you're not tracking it? And we think it's tedious, but it doesn't, it can be, in, there's so many different ways to track your progress, whether, you know, there's colorful ways you can download some sheets, free sheets online where you can track your progress. You can um, just whether you journal and just jot some quick thing down, whatever that may be, or if you have a spreadsheet if in your tape keeping track of how much the debt is going down. That's another way. There's different ways, but you want to be able to keep track of your progress so you can recognize it. Because how can you tell how well you're doing and what you need to change or we do, what you don't need to change if you're not tracking any of that? The other part of taking action is celebrating those money wins. Make it a habit to write down those money wins. It's going to really help you and boost that, boost your confidence. Tracking is going to boost your confidence because when you see that progress, you're going to feel good, right? So taking these different actions are also going to create confidence. So those are just some examples we've talked check, uh, how do you say, we are keeping track of your progress, your money check-ins, uh, of course, you know, doing your budget, those type of things. But I talked about a little bit about some how some things don't aren't directly tied to your money. Uh, they're indirectly tied to your money, like celebrating your money wins. And money wins, real quick, I'm going all over the place here, but money wins are anything whether you've paid off some credit card debt, whether you've been saving money more consistently, whether you spoke to your spouse about money and there wasn't, and it was, there was no stress involved that time. It can be also directly or indirectly related to money, or it could be that you just found some money, right? That's a money win. Or you learn something new, that's a money win. So celebrate those money wins because celebrating those money wins also boost your progress. So again, making sure that you take some action, that taking action, you're basically exerting a muscle, right? Just like when you do some exercise, you're getting stronger. The same, taking some action with your finances is going to make you stronger. It's going to help you become more confident. 
And the third piece of this is you need to have a clear understanding of your numbers. And I can't express how important this is. I know many of us fear looking at those numbers because we fear seeing the actual, you know, the reality, whether maybe uh, our bank account is in the negative or uh, we don't have enough money for whatever we want to do. We're afraid to see the negative of our finances, but we need to let that go because the reality is we can't move forward if you don't know what those tangible numbers are. You can move forward, but you can't move forward effectively because if you don't know what you have or what you don't have, how can you step forward effectively with a plan? You can't. So you need to have a clear understanding of what you have, what you don't have, and you have to understand where your number is, where your money is going, what your fixed variable and occasional expenses are. Now, I did a recent episode that you want to check out, episode 372, 372, where I talk about those fixed variable and occasional expenses and how, why they are important, an important piece in getting clarity of your finances. So really, when you look at these three things, one, understanding your money story, two, taking action, making sure that you're taking baby steps, uh, three, it, three basically is getting a, a clear on your numbers. Individually, those three things can boost your financial confidence. But the reality is that you need all three together to really be fully financially confident. And that's the reality because you can't have one with out the other. You can't have a clear understanding of your numbers if your past money story is holding you back from wanting to look at it because sometimes that past money story is causing avoidance of looking at your finances, right? So you do need all of these three missing pieces to be tr- of the, this puzzle to be financially confident. Again, individually, they each can boost your confidence. But honestly and realistically, that they can't work one without the other. So for example, if you are have having challenges on getting clear of your money, it may be the your past money story that's impacting that and and giving you and really causing a block. Or if you are uh, not making you know step taking action, it could be the clear you know you're lacking clarity on your finances, or it could be again your past money story blocking. So those things go hand in hand, and they don't work well you know, they work well together. All right. So that's really, really important. And I hope that you take away that. Yes. Individually, if you understand your money story, yes, it's going to boost your confidence uh, because you have an understanding and you can make changes, you know, uh, the changes that you need to make. If you take action, because you're exerting, you know, exercising your money strengths and money skills, absolutely, that's going to give you boost some financial confidence. If you are uh, getting clear of your of your finances, if you have you know crystal clear of what's going on with your finances, yes, that's going to give you financial confidence. But again, those three work together, uh, so you're going to be more financially confident when you're doing all three. So as a recap today, we talked about 
what financial confidence is, what it isn't, and most importantly, how these three items of the money story, of taking those baby steps, of getting clarity of your finances, how these three things are standing in your way of really fully being financially confident to the best you know, really embracing how much more financially confident you can be. And again, these things are not understanding your upbringing or your financial upbringing. Again, that's your money story and how that is present, you know, how that can be present in your current life and the impact that it has. Being afraid to take action is the the second one we talked about because maybe you're making, you make it, you're have that feel of failure. You've made mistakes before and you just and, and you just don't, you know, none of us like <laughs> making mistakes. Or maybe we just don't have all the information about or having a, we don't have a clear picture of the finances. So those occasional expenses that are referenced in a pre- previous episode that I mentioned that are in the show notes, that they they can get you. They can get you. So Hopefully you have found this helpful. If you love today's episode and are wanting to continue to receive this type of content more often, make sure you are on my email list. I send weekly newsletters, one on Tuesdays, where I send three things to keep you informed, keep you entertained, inspired, or have you reflect on something on your particular financial situation. I also send the HDM Weekly, which is the Her Dinero Matters Weekly on Thursdays. And that gives you a quick recap of what that week's episode is about. And that way you can decide whether it's an episode for you. Getting on my email list is easy. You can just go to jenhemphill.com, insert your name and email, and you'll get my popular daily dinero ritual on the house. Next week, as we approach Christmas, what we're going to be doing, instead of doing some replays like we have in the past, uh, we are selecting, we're still selecting past episode, doing, and I'm going to be doing some sort of commentary uh, where I shared within the construct of that episode, what has changed, what hasn't, so we can continue learning. Um, maybe there's any, maybe there's something new or relevant to add to that conversation of that past episode. And it's something that I'm experimenting with. So let me know what you think of those episodes. Do you like them? Do you want me to continue doing them? Or Because we have a lot of past content that some may be still relevant. Some maybe we can add, you know, maybe we can add to the conversation more. So that's why I wanted to try those out. Bueno, pues that is everything. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us today. You can check out our show notes at jenhemphill.com forward slash 378. That's jenhemphill.com forward slash 378. Remember that being the reina of your money starts now simply by claiming it. I believe in you and so should you. Nos hablaremos el próximo jueves. Chao. 